0: Welcome to Between Life and Money, Finding Balance with Jeffrey Panic from Balance Wealth Partners. In this space, we're keeping it real about money, unraveling the intricacies of spending and investing and making it all about you. Dive into the journey of striking the perfect balance between enjoying the now and preparing for what's next. Money talk might seem complex, but we're here to simplify it. Join us as we, along with experienced guests, are planning for more than retirement. We are planning for life.
1: Hello, and welcome to the very first Between Life and Money podcast with Jeff Panic. This is our opportunity to get to know Jeff, understand why he got into the industry, and just have a better sense of the man behind the podcast. Jeff, good to be with you. Hello.
2: Thanks, Bill. How are you doing today?
1: I'm I'm great, actually. I'm great. I'm excited about this episode. I always like these episodes because, you know, I don't know a whole lot about you. And this gives me a chance to get to know more about you, and it gives, especially gives listeners a chance, especially listeners who aren't a client of yours already and don't know anything about you. This is a way to introduce yourself. But before we get into the personal questions, I I need to ask you about the name of the podcast. What's Between Life and Money, and where did that come from?
2: It really came from uh, just looking at the twenty four seven world we live in right now, (laughs) uh, where you know your your everything is digital, everything is you know everybody is so much more productive, but in in a lot of cases between family and your work, it's often hard to focus on your life as it relates to savings and money and just where you stand. Yeah. So you know, a lot of times the the last you know after you put the kids to bed. When you're getting ready to lay down, often that's the time that you think about it, and you know it's what I want to try to do with the podcast is really try to create a balance to try to help people maybe put the pieces together a little bit better between money and life.
1: Yeah, it's all, it, it is a very hard balance to make. That's that is for sure. So, with that in mind, let's start with why in the world did you get into the financial industry, financial advisor? Give us a little bit of your history. Who who are
2: you, Jeff? Sure. (laughs) You know, it's got probably like some other people in my business where you start in one direction and you end up in the financial services industry. So, (laughs) uh, you know, I was, you know, I never really thought much about the business. I didn't even quite understand it. I came from a small town. My father passed away when I was an infant and, you know, my mother was an administrative assistant never remarried didn't have life insurance and really worked her butt off to put me through school and to try to do everything she could to make me successful and you know later on i started to realize you was know, just how important that piece of planning is mm-hmm. i guess in some ways led me to the career i'm in now also as i was getting out of college I was trying to figure out what in the world I was going to do, uh, and I got a note from Sally May or a piece of mail that I opened, thinking it may have been a, a magazine subscription or something. And I didn't really quite understand who Sally May was. They're a loan <laughs> servicer, you know. And i i ended up I ended up owing. It said a thousand dollars a month for ten years. And you know, back in the mid '90s, there wasn't a whole lot of opportunities. And I didn't really want to stay in school anymore, and so I started looking around. And uh, the army had a program, and it allowed you, if you went through service, uh, to pay and forgive your loans. So it was a great way where I was able to get rid of my student loans while also uh, learning a lot of valuable skills through the military.
1: Oh, that's outstanding! So, uh, you, were you National Guard or were you? No, I was. I, I was act-
2: I was active in the army. Uh, So, yeah, so it was, you know, it was it was definitely a change from college, you know, where you would wake up (laughs) around nine or 10.
1: No, 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 no. Get to the cafeteria
2: (laughs) and then maybe think about going to your first class around 11 or 12 o'clock. You know, it was about a 5 a.m. wake up and everything, uh, you know, you you learned on the fly, if you will. I often say I probably learned more in a year than I did in four years in, in, in college. And so I took a lot of value from that. And, you know, as I, at the point I was getting out of the military, I looked at a bunch of different careers and I was trying to figure out what to do. And there was a large financial firm that uh, had a paid training program that would take Mm -hmm. you through training to become a financial service representative for three years and, you know, get you licensed, uh, teach you how to deal with individuals and create relationships, and so I decided to go on that career path. Coming up to about 25 years now, I'm still not really looking back at this point. Well, that is, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I have a, a good friend of mine who, a different branch of the service, but he was a career DI in the U.S. Marine
2: Corps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's that that's that's not who you would probably want as your father in law or your, your father probably <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> probably not who you want waking you up at five o'clock in the morning either. But he's the guy.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: that's fantastic. So did you like it? I you know you've had your kind of you've had your kind of check in with reality. You go to you go to the army and it does teach you a lot of life skills and it does teach you. A, it gives you a really solid reality check and then you walk out into corporate america and they say we're going to train you now yes what was that like
2: well you know i think it was in the in the military you know your word is is everything and you know if you're in certain certain uh, professions inside of the military people expect you you know to be honest and trustworthy and your word is your word well you know in corporate america and a lot of jobs these days that's unfortunately not the case anymore and the other piece of the military that I found invaluable was the ability to, you know, you're around all kinds of people from all kinds of demographics, all kinds of backgrounds. You yes. know, used to say everybody is green, if you will, because, yep. you know, every, everyone is the same. And I think, you know, really in the financial services industry, you come across so many different people, you know, clients, people looking for service. And it's important to really take each person as an individual and build a relationship from there
1: and that is a solid, solid piece of good advice, right there, Jeff. Absolutely. So you join the firm; they're going to train you. Was it a? Was it a? Was it love at first sight? Did it, did did the light bulbs go off all all of a sudden, or what? What happened?
2: No, you know, it was it was a lot of it was definitely different, and it was definitely more. You have to be more extroverted, if you will. And yep. you have to be more open and you have to, you know, you hustle different ways in the military. You have to hustle starting in the business. You know, it's a very difficult business to start out in when you don't really have any experience and you're learning and you're trying to find a path. I sometimes wonder how people can start out in my business now, given how just difficult it is with the barriers to entry uh, in terms of licensing, in terms of just technology, just complex everything has become.
1: So, when did the light light bulb go off for you, and you decided you wanted to strike out on your own in your in, in your own business, c- creating a business?
2: Sure. Well, you know, when you work for a large firm, most every a lot of things are taken care of for you, and at the yeah. same time, you have a lot of people telling you what to do. And a lot of times the people that are telling you to do don't always have the client's best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. And in, in a lot of instances, they oftentimes have the firm's interest in mind, which is fine, but that has to be overlaid by the client and the individual that you're uh, representing or supporting that you're taking on as a client.
1: I'm always, t- do, do we want to talk about your, did you get, did, what what certifications and advanced degrees do you have? Let me, let's start there
2: sure i mean i've always been a believer in lifelong learning and i think especially in the business that financial services business it's very important to continue to learn and continue to evolve Uh, whether it's you know technology i can remember when i started in the business uh, you would come in from meetings or come in from the weekend and you would have these pink slips on your desk and they were from the receptionist of people who left messages for you Mm. uh now you know you have your cell phone, you know it's a twenty four seven item, and you have your computer and there's all kinds of communication methods. And so you know, with that, everything has gotten more complex, but I still believe it's important to focus on education. And I have over the years tried to work towards that. And I have a master's of science with a concentration in financial planning mm-hmm. as well as I'm a certified financial planner certificate. And I have a charter retirement plan specialist designation. Uh, and really, you know, what I want to try to do is make people feel comfortable that when they come to me for advice, I have the background through the education to be able to provide that.
1: Tell us a little bit about your business and your investment philosophy. I think those two can be divergent.
2: Yes. I mean, I, w- what I try to do is get to know the individual or their family and try to build a relationship over time. And, and I've said typically a relationship isn't just a one transaction type of relationship. I want to try to build it over the decades so that, you know, if someone needs something or they have a question about something, you know, I know there's specific issues and needs. And I think that in these days where you know, there's a 1-800 number oftentimes, or you have to just go to the website and try to chat with a bot. I think having someone that you can call. And speak with that knows your financial situation is invaluable.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Between Life and Money Finding Balance. We hope you're enjoying it so far. If you have any questions or would like to talk more about this topic, you can find us at www.balancewealthpartners.com and through all our social media platforms that are listed in the show notes.
1: Yeah, I hate bots. I, I'm I'm that huh. guy who ends up yelling at the phone when I call, huh. and then I'm like, "Give me a human, give me a human." <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: Huh. But the financial service, financial advising business presents interesting challenges, I would think. I mean, there are some people who are much more risk adverse. Some people who are very, who are very, they run too risk, as it were. So, how do you strike a a balance in working with your clients you, in in terms of investment philosophy. What what does that look like?
2: No, so I mean what I try to reach out to everyone individually and I would always say that if I have 10 people in a room, the 10 people have different needs once And they also have different viewpoints on what the risk they want to take is and sometimes even if they don't want to take as much risk they need to so they don't run out of money in the future conversely the biggest thing is to kind of understand what risk you're taking in the first place Uh, i find a lot of clients or prospects people that i meet they're just really in the dark about how their investments are being managed also A lot of, in a lot of instances, I say sometimes, you know, with investment accounts, whether it's 401ks or IRAs or just, you know, account they may have bought a stock in. Sometimes I run across clients where they kind of collect these things like antiques, where they have, you know, it's, it's scattering of things, never really putting everything together. And that's really what I try to do for people is try to help them put the pieces together to try to develop a plan of action that will hopefully get them to where they need to be in the future.
1: So it's a, it's a collaborative uh, yeah, relationship.
2: I, I try to make everything a collaboration and I try to help get the person on their journey to wherever they want to go. Uh, I don't tell them what they, they should do. I try to advise them to try to help them make an informed decision. Yeah.
1: Is there any one thing that you tell people that's kind of universal across your clients, your family, and your friends in terms of looking at the investments and financial planning?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I would say that the biggest thing in most areas of life is communication. I think whether it's a it's a spouse, uh, whether it's adult children, where you're talking thinking about transferring your assets or gifting, mm-hmm. or if it's your you know you're about to have a child and you have to try to figure out how you're in the world going to save for college. And pay for tuition, and so they don't get loaded with a bunch of student loans. It comes down to communication, whether it's with the advisor or it's with a family member. Uh, that is the foundation of, I would say, pretty much any relationship and relationship built in trust where you can grow and build over time.
1: Communication
2: is a big word, but it's a it it.
1: I, it's funny; it's the big little secret that people you know don't talk about until they don't have it.
2: Well, yeah, and I, and I always say it's you know if if you look at kids, especially teenagers these days, th- you know they're mainly focused on you know they'll be in the same room, but they'll be texting their friend as opposed <laughs> to, to as opposed to looking across and actually having a conversation. And I think yeah. that's one of those things that that especially getting out into the real world and the workforce, you know, even with the virtual office and a lot of things, I think communication and the one-on-one collaboration is really starting to get lost, unfortunately.
1: So. What is your ideal client? I mean, who, who should who should be listening to your podcast? Obviously, everybody should be listening yes. to your podcast, but you know, who who in your mind are you focusing on?
2: I, I mean, really, I would say you know what I want to try to provide with a podcast is a forum where, you know, whether you're in your 20s trying to figure out, you know, how to start saving or in your 40s or 50s figuring out how in the world you're going to get to where you need to be to get to retirement or somewhere in between. I want to provide a forum so that you could take away one or two items from the podcast that will help you hopefully be a better investor, be better financially and better prepared.
1: Have you got any good client stories? You've been doing this for 25 years. I'm just kind of curious whether, whether, were, were there some are there some really good client success stories that you can share with us? Obviously, not by name, but
2: no. I, th- I think you know the biggest value that I can provide is being available. And mm. oftentimes, you know, whether it's someone getting a statement on a Friday afternoon after work and not understanding something, yeah. and not being able to reach out to someone over the weekend. Or just getting something, a phone call from a parent where they may be, the parent may be starting to get confused and having trouble to provide and be a resource for that person to know that I'm available and I'm there and I'm acting as a fiduciary in their best interest. Yeah. Fiduciary, big word. It is a big word. And every it seems like more and more people like to throw it around these days. So, Yeah.
1: But it is a big responsibility, isn't it?
2: It is, it is. And I think what you really want to do is as I mentioned before, is look at the relationship and build it over time and understand what the person's needs wants and what their goals and objectives are and try to help work with them and make sure that they're comfortable because it's very easy as the years go by with the way the technology has changed, with the way, you know, all the investments and all the, you know, fiduci- all these words that are out there to try to, to try to simplify things and make every attempt to do that. That's great.
1: You sound like a very personable guy. Uh, you yeah. try to be. <laughs> you know, that, and that's good. I'm just curious. In terms of a community, the community you live in, and give us a little bit of an idea. Are you involved in any kind of community activities or outreach programs or anything like that? What What's important to you outside of work, speaking yes. of striking that balance between mm-hmm. life and money? Yes.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I, I try to support as best I can the Alzheimer's Foundation. Uh-huh. And my, a few years ago, my mother, unfortunately, developed uh, Alzheimer's in her early 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know I was the only child, so you know I, I never had really thought. and I'm used to giving people advice about what to do and you know their circumstances and everything. Yeah. but it's it's kind of like a situation where she turned out, had an accident, and I, I started noticing there were some issues, but you know unfortunately, they just accelerated and I was forced, you know helped her through the process. Of getting help, and you know, I, I through that process of having her go through, I just realized, you know, how important it is to have resources there, not only for the person going through, you know, dementia, Parkinson's, all these things, but also for the family. Yeah, that is tough.
1: Well, this is interesting. We're getting we're getting ready to wrap this up. We're getting toward the end of this first podcast, Jeff. But before we go, tell us a little bit about some, you know, tell us a little bit about you that maybe
2: a lot of people don't know and would find interesting. Uh, I I really enjoy traveling with my family, and you know, one of the reasons why I enjoy traveling so much was when I was growing up, I didn't travel at all. Uh, mm. The first time, the first time I went on the mili- the first time I went on an airplane was to go to basic training for the military. <laughs> so,
1: so it's <laughs> hell you know, of a first flight, there, yeah, Jeff. It was a hell, a
2: hell of a first flight. So, you know, I, I, and and again, I'm. It's like anything else. If you go to the airport on a Monday morning during a business week, it's probably not the best place to go to. But if you can kind of time your flights and go to different places, I think it really makes you appreciate what we have here in the country as well yeah. as. It makes you appreciate other cultures and just other, even if you travel in the U.S., other parts of the country. Uh, it's such a large, diverse country. Uh, it's unfortunate that more people don't get to see uh, the country. Where's the best place? You,
1: no, best place. I hate that question. Where's the best place? But where was one of the places you went to that you you, you were surprised and, and really uh,
2: happy that you went? Yes. So I would say here in the United States, I would say uh, Jackson Hole. Uh, Wyoming and and Yellowstone. I yes. think until until you know because I I've seen videos and pictures of Yellowstone, but until you go there and see how expansive it is, it really truly is is quite something very remarkable. It is. I having been there, it
1: you know it it's you're right. You look at the pictures, you look at the video, then you look at the reality,
2: and it's like wow. Yes, it is just it just goes and goes it's it's just it's just quite something yeah we're outside of the states my, my favorite place to go is italy it's just it's whether it's the food or just the you know the architecture and just how it compared to our, our culture where we're going 24 7 and everyone is just typically has our balls of stress everyone there just takes time to spend with their family and enjoy life that is great
1: Well, we're reaching the end
2: of this first podcast. The
1: next time we get together in the next podcast that we put together, we'll be taking a look at your company and your team and the folks that you work with. Uh, Give us a little bit of a teaser. Uh, You you mentioned you've been in business 25 years, was
2: it? Almost 25 years, yes. Yeah. And and so… yeah, no, I was just going to say, and so uh, my firm, my firm's name is Balance Wealth Partners. Okay. And the Reason why I call, I came up with the name Balance Wealth Partners is because I think balance is the one thing that really everyone would like to have more of, and that through wealth, the wealth management side and financial services and just financial planning, that's what I make an effort to try to help people achieve. Well, fantastic.
1: Before we get out of here, if people are listening to this and they want to have a further conversation with you, Jeff, how do they get a hold of you?
2: They can feel free to reach out via email, uh, via my phone, which will be on, I believe, after and will show up afterwards. Yeah, it'll be down in the show notes, yes. And uh, just feel free to drop a line, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can and answer any questions, concerns, or other things that you may have where to go in Italy to get a good uh, <laughs> a, a good a good bowl of pasta, right?
1: <laughs> oh, that would work for me. Got, that would work for me. It's very I'd love to go to Italy. It's the one place I haven't been, so it's like real, that would be really fantastic. Well, Jeff, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. and uh listeners, thank you for taking the time to listen. Uh, If you are not a subscriber, you probably aren't since this is the first podcast, make yourself a subscriber. Hit the subscribe button. That way you won't have to remember or think about where you heard Jeff the first time or when and how often one comes out. Because if you're a subscriber, you get notified on the listening device of your choice and the episode is there. You won't ever miss another one. If you're so moved, rate it we'd ask that you give us a rating and share it with other people to help spread the word about the podcast. In the meantime, on behalf of Jeff and all the people at Balanced Wealth Partners, I'm Bill Tucker reminding you, don't wait. Live your best life today. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Between Life and Money, Finding Balance. Visit our website at balancewealthpartners.com. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analyses of Jeffrey Panic. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG advisory, private client services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, Balance Wealth Partners, and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.